Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, awesome mysterious running backs with eye shields, crazed quarterbacks with a demonic personality, gentle giants with hearts of gold, the basic rules of football, and shonen power creeps. Listener discretion is advised. Run, Santa, run! Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Reviews. Some podcasts and very reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. This is your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, what's up? Yes, we are back for another fun-filled episode of the Spark and Manga Review. And more important than that, it is the last episode of the week. And tomorrow is a great day because tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day. Woo! So we'll get your drink on. Wear your green, have your soda bread and your lovely and amazing corned beef and cabbage, and have a great time. And if you're Irish, have fun for Patty's Day. Now, since we've gone off that tangent, let's get back to the main tangent at hand and welcome you to the podcast. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Sparkin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. Every episode, I and my co-hosts, if I have them, We'll talk about one to two manga titles. We'll tell you the pros and cons about it, how the art style is, the characters are, the plot is, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that we talk about or say, but we try to be educational, impartial, and entertaining, even though sometimes being impartial doesn't always work, especially if it's a bad manga or a really weird manga. But I digress. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spark.com. You can email me personally at xan, that's zan, at S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N, Spirekin.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Spotify, YouTube, Apple, iTunes Music, Stitcher, Player.fm, Instagram, and so many more social media sites. If you want to follow us, just look for Spirekin, and you'll probably find us. Also, if you see me at a local convention, definitely tag me, and uh, we'll definitely hit you up on one of the podcasts. We'll talk about you if you tag me, or I'll post it on our Instagram, which is pretty cool. So, with that in mind, if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And I dictated to be there reviewing a manga, which is pretty awesome and very different from what I'm used to. And you're probably wondering, what do I mean? What am I used to? Well, let's be honest now. I am a manga fan who loves almost anything. I will read Senin, Jose, Shoujo, Shonen, and I'll read almost anything. I'll read art stories. I'll read stories about action, adventure comedy, romance, 
these weird biopic ones, which I'm really not a fan. I'm usually not a fan of biographies, but the biographies and mangas are pretty interesting. But one genre that is a guilty pleasure of mine is sports manga, because I'm not too sporty. I'm very clumsy. And reading sports manga, when I first heard about it, was very like, what the hell? It's a manga about a sport. I'm not interested in the sport. Why am I going to read it? However, upon reading sports, I became addicted to them. I love sports mangas. They're so much great, and they're so much more fun than reading regular stories about the sport itself. I mean, it makes me have more of a grasp and understanding of the sport. I mean, the first one I really got into was Hajime no Ippo, which I'm a huge fan of. Also, I was a fan of boxing as a kid, so that's not really a bad thing. I liked watching it. My dad watched it. My grandpa watched it. My brother watched it. And I just kind of got into it, but I wasn't really too into it. Then when I read Hajime no Ippo, I was able to understand the love of boxing. And from then on, if I read sports mangas, I get slowly more addicted to the series. Yamushi Pedal, which I have not reviewed yet, but I'm waiting to do. That I'm really addicted to, and I can't ride a bike. I know, 36 years old, can't ride a bike. Kind of depressing, but eventually I will learn before I'm an old man, and I'm going to do it. But I digress. Another one, Kuroko no Basket. I like basketball. It's fun, it's different, and it's pretty cool to read a manga about basketball. And I'm a tall guy, so basketball is kind of important to me. But one sport I'm not a fan of is American football. I've never been a fan of it. I understand the concepts of it. I understand the difference between a quarterback and a tight end. I understand how going from one point to the other is interesting. I understand how the, the groups are essentially war-marshalling with each other. I get that. I've never been too much of a big fan of it until I read this manga. This manga gave me more of an appreciation for this sport of American football. It made me intrigued by it. It made me just, well, I ended up really liking it. And I've wanted to know more about it, especially this series specifically. I mean, let's be honest. Reading about Tom Brady being an asshole uh, is interesting and all, but I'd rather read about this main character and how intriguing he is and all the trials and tribulations he goes through because I can understand and relate with it. So the manga I'm talking about was illustrated by Yusuke Murata and written by Richiro Inagaki. It originally came out in 2002 to 2009 and was released by Shuisha and then eventually released in the United States under Viz Media. There are 37 volumes, and this is a sports, American football, comedy, action, shonen series that is known simply as iShield 21. And like every single sports manga, it's very simple. You have an unassuming, underachiever main character who is unable to do anything right. He's very simple, milk toast. However, you discover that he has an ability which will enhance a certain sport through some way. Maybe he learned it because he was beaten up all the time, or maybe because he wakes up in the morning to lift heavy weights like packages for his parents, or maybe he has a bike that has been sabotaged by his parents, which has given him super strong legs and great cadence, or maybe he was chased by bullies, which gives him super strength. Doesn't matter. So what happens is that some individual from the sport in question sees the main character and becomes convinced that this is the next big thing. This person will help our team become the greatest thing ever. So through lying, cheating, and assaulting, and being very whatever, he gets this character onto the team, and then at first they're afraid. They can't do it. And then suddenly, wham! They become a superstar, and everyone loves them. 
and then trials and tribulations because they keep fighting other members of the same sport, rivals. And as they fight, various things happen. Maybe the rival team is able to beat them, but then the main character will learn a secret technique, and then he'll be able to beat the secret technique. And then we'll have the Shonen Power Creep Wash Ritz repeat happen over and over and over and over and over again. And at the end, all is awesome and great and amazing. And that is what Ice Shield 21 is about completely. The difference is that our main character, Santa, is a kid who is, who is joining school for the first year. He's not an underachiever because he's actually pretty intelligent. It's just that he's an average kid. The only good thing he has is that one of his best friends is the third smartest student in the school. And she has been almost a mother figure to him. And that's Momori. She's been trying her best to make sure that Santa is safe and says, just watch out for this one crazy guy named Himura. He's going to give you problems. And one day, Santa is being bullied by some kids who make him want to be a gopher. And it turns out that he is super fast at running because people kept saying, you have to be a gopher. You have to get stuff for us or we're going to beat you up. So he learned to get really fast. And he's able to actually do spin moves and running quicking. And Himura, in a very creative way, blackmails him to join the football team. How does he do what you say? He actually says, hey, listen, uh, you just got into school. Cool. Here, use my phone. Call your parents. And then he grabs the phone after he makes the phone call and calls a bunch of restaurants. Says, okay, uh, hi, uh, I'd like to order a thing. Oh, and then he finds out the guy's name and then his phone number and then his address. And then he just completely stalks him and terrorizes him. And Himura is an evil-looking individual and eventually coerces Santa to join the Demon Bats football team which is an amazing thing that people keep saying, isn't this rugby? No, it's not rugby. It's American football. Yeah. And he gets him into the team where there's only three members plus the people that Himura blackmails to join the team for that specific match, which is kind of funny. And then to make it more interesting, the one dynamic that is new is that Himura doesn't want anyone to steal his prize, which is Senna and his running ability. So he says, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. You are going to be the club's manager or co-manager. And what we're going to do is we're going to say, you're the co-manager, you take photos, you do all the paperwork, but then we're going to give you this costume, this eye shield. And you're be number 21, so you're eye shield 21. We'll make up some story about you that you are from Notre Dame and you have an amazing skill and no one will know that you are eye shield 21. So you have a secret identity and you just have to play the difference and constantly it's, oh, where's eye shield 21? Oh, he's off training secretly. Or, oh, where's Santa? He's getting us some batteries. He's getting us juice. He's taking photographs. And that is the series. Now, on the one hand, the fact that this takes place in Demon Private Senior High School is so weird and crazy. And also because of the fact that Himura looks like a demon with his spiky hair, long nose, and creepily long fingernails. I'd be freaked out by this, but it's actually really cool. And it is very wash, rinse, repeat. It totally is wash, rinse, repeat. But that's most sports mangas. They're all wash, rinse, repeat. It's how engaging they are. It's one of those weird guilty pleasures. It's like reading a harem series. You know how the harem series is going to go, but the twist is on how it works. And this one works so well. This one sports series, it works surprisingly. I didn't think it was going to be good, but it was actually really interesting. By the time I was done, I was up to 38th down, which I like that the chapters are called down. But that's something that also sports mangas do. They constantly say, like, inning one for baseball manga. They say it's going to be first quarter for basketball. This one is, it's down. So I think that's kind of cool. Then you have all these other characters that are very interesting sub-characters that all could work like all other sports mangas. You have, obviously, the evil captain in 
Yoichi Kimura, the captain, quarterback, the jerk face. Then you have Ryokan Kurita, who is the linesman, who's this big, super nice, giant guy, who's just, he's the lineman, he's strong, he's your defensive wall, but he's a big teddy bear. And he's just, he's drawn cute and he's very nice. And then you have Taro Raymond, or Monta. Uh, he's obviously a reference to Joe Montana, which I had to look up online, but yeah. And he's the wide receiver, he's the catcher. And the funny thing about him is that he's actually a baseball fanatic. He wants to be a baseball player. But the thing is that being a catcher kind of sucks. You don't get much praise. But as the wide receiver, everyone loves you. It's like, oh, my God, he's the wide receiver. And even the baseball team, they said, yeah, I didn't like uh, Raymond as a as a baseball player. But seeing him in football, he's awesome. Yeah, go, Raymond. Go, go. You got this. Yeah. <laughs> and it is addictive. It is crazy. It is different. Now, the art style is very generic shonen jump style. It's the bare minimum. The only unique thing is the designs of the different characters. They're all very different. Like Raymond Monta looks like a monkey. You have, uh, like I said, uh, Kurita, the linesman, looks like a big, doughy, giant man with a big circle head. Uh, Himura looks like a demon. And then Santa, he is just short and like spiky, typical spiky Goku hair when he's Santa mode. But when he's Eye Shield 21, he's got that cool mask on over his, the visor over his helmet. And he just looks really badass. And you have all the different teams that are against them. I mean, the first team that they face are the Knights. And you see the designs of the costumes are very, they connect with it. It's very knight-like. It looks like armor. You have the Cowboys who show up later. They're not, sorry, the Gunmen. And they look like cowboys. You have later on, there's a group called the Poseidons, who they look like Murph folk. Their armor and their uniform looks like, like scales, which is pretty cool. The design for that part is really inventive and different. It's not just a typical, oh, we're just going to change the colors. It's, no, they actually gave a lot of thought out, especially with the de Devil Bats. That's their team name, the Devil Bats. They have that little demon on there, that little cute little chibi bat that looks evil. It's kind of cool, I've got to say. And more importantly than that, it's just, it's a fun little read. Now, as far as I've got to, the best part is that Momori, Santa's friend, who becomes the manager of the club as well, the one who's trying to make sure he's okay, she is not his love interest. It doesn't seem right now that Santa has a love interest. I mean, later on, he might get a love interest, but right now, he doesn't have a love interest. And that's actually really refreshing. It's not the, oh, there's a girl I like and maybe it'll work out. Or maybe she's someone who works at the bike shop and I'll fall in love with her. There's nothing. There's so far nothing. I'm just, I'm kind of intrigued by that. I mean, I wish there was something like that in here, but not yet. It just, it seems like they've just distilled it out. Maybe it's because it's American football style. Focus on the football. And. Like I said, uh, it's inventive and different, but it is very generic. I enjoy this and I'm going to read this further. However, because of the generic nature of it, because it is so wash, rinse, repeat, I am going to have to give this our middle of the ground, which is a gift from you, Crazy Aunt Muriel. It is okay, but definitely forgettable. The plus side is that I'm probably going to now know more about football, so when I go to a sports event, I can be like, I know that. I know what that is. That's a second down. He did that. I could talk about that. It's like when I read Drops of God, I suddenly learned about wine, and now I can actually talk to civilized human beings as someone who knows about wine. Highly recommend Drops of God. Check out our review. It's in our uh, review archive. Definitely check it out. But it's it's okay. It's 
very inventive. It's very fun. And it is when you're reading it, you get into it. But in the end of the day, it is so generic, so the same. It's just something you read for fun and then you can forget about it. You might acquire some knowledge to understand the basics, but it does tell you enough about the series because it does explain, here's how this works, which is cool. But then it gets ridiculous when you get all the weird, ridiculous techniques and so on and so forth. So that's all I got to say about iStill 21. But I hope you guys enjoyed. And if you have a question or comment or if you think that you would like this, let me know. Zanspiker.com. Also, the question of the day or for the weekend is going to be what sports manga made you want to try a sport? Let us know in the comments down below. So now that that's out of the way, let's get to the part that you have all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned a manga time to each of the 10 slots. And what we're going to do is we're going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, the manga that is in that slot is what I'm going to review in the next episode of the Spirekin Manga Review, episode 276. 24 episodes away, baby! 24 episodes until we get to episode 300, and we're going to do it. We're going to hit it by our 10-year anniversary, by hook or by crook. So... Either way, let's spin and see what we're going to review the next episode. I really should hire someone to spin this for me, because honestly, to do that spin, it hurts a little bit, because it's a big freaking wheel. It's about two feet. So we spun it, and it's going to be number four. Hmm. We've been staying on four and five for the last couple of weeks, I think, so well, let's see what we're going to review. So, in the next episode of the podcast, we're going to be reviewing Imperfect Girl. I have no idea what this one is about. It's called Imperfect Girl. Maybe it's like Unmagical Girl, something like that. Maybe it's a spin on something. It is a Vertical Ink title. I'm kind of intrigued to see where it goes. But we'll find out in the next episode. So, I guess if it's episode, remember you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spark.com or on any of those social sites. And if you are going out tomorrow, be safe. Don't drink too much, be relaxed, and be safe. Remember, it's better if you're going to drink, stay where you're at, or get an Uber or Lyft, or have a friend who's not drinking drive you home. And be safe, be careful, and let people know where you are. So, guess that's it. Thank you guys for listening. This is your host, Zan, saying I'm Gonsville. Catch you next time, and read more mock. See ya. Gotta be free. Oh, I guess I'm a